discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. Rosa Corey, renowned author and researcher, passed away on Memorial Day, May 31st, 2021. Her death was made known through a Facebook post shared by Charlotte Iserbeet on Saturday evening. According to her, Rosa died after a long battle with lung cancer. Quote, Today we were stunned to learn that a dear friend and colleague of ours passed away from cancer. The world has lost a hero in Rosa Corey, author of Behind the Green Mask. She exposed UN Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 and the climate change hoax. She understood why the suburbs are under attack and fought the fight in her home state of California. She will be sorely missed. And tonight, dear listener, in her honor, she will be my very special guest for this edition of Open Mic Night. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. According to one of the very few, and I mean hardly any at all, articles that actually reported on her death, Rosa Corey was a forensic commercial real estate appraiser specializing in eminent domain valuation. She was also a former district branch chief for the California Department of Transportation. Her 28-year career in litigation support on land use has culminated in exposing the impacts of sustainable development on private property rights and individual liberty. Born into a California family, Rosa acknowledged she was not the typical opponent of environmental friendliness. Quote, I've been a Democrat since I was registered to vote. I'm anti-war. I'm gay. I'm a feminist. Her book, Agenda 21, Global Conspiracy or Climate Savior, is a book detailing the Agenda 21 as a United Nations advisory document adopted in 1992 by 178 signatory nations, including the United States, which provides guidelines for sustainable development. In her book, Behind the Green Mask, she described Agenda 21 as, quote, the action plan to inventory and control all human beings and resources on the planet, end quote. Corey's book has become a common manifesto for the dozens of groups and untold thousands of individuals across America opposing the document, its goals, and what they see as its vast influence. Latest News South Africa. 
The following comes from the transcript of a talk that Rosa Corey made at something called the Greater Reset. And for more information about that, please visit thegreaterreset.org. I'm so pleased to have been invited to participate in this historic conference, this confluence of iconoclastic thinkers and creators of the Greater Reset. In this time of stress, anger, fear, separation, and limitation, we need to break out of the paralysis and panic imposed on us and into a set of positive, workable solutions that bring us closer together in respect and love. This is what we're all excited to be participating in today, the declaration of taking back control of our life's direction. My role today is to set the stage for the Greater Reset by looking at the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, UN Agenda 2030, and of course, the larger plan within which this all revolves, which is United Nations Agenda 21 slash Sustainable Development. We are witnessing the Great Purge, the Great Concentration of Wealth and Power, the Great Reveal of Willing Dictators, the Great Reallocation of Resources, the Great Digital Revolution of the Surveillance State, the Agenda for the 21st Century and Beyond. It's the Great Rehash of the Old Plan. I'm going to start there. UN Agenda 21 slash Sustainable Development is the comprehensive blueprint, the plan of action as the UN calls it, to inventory and control all land, water, minerals, plants, animals, construction, means of production, energy, education, information, and all human beings in the world. This is the agenda for the 21st century, a blueprint for 100 years with milestones at 2020, 2030, 2035, and 2050. Agenda 2030 is just a milestone within the main plan. Agenda 21 slash sustainable development is the global plan for inventory and control. It encompasses every aspect of your life, and it is intended to be a wrenching transformation of your life, as Senator Al Gore called it at the largest gathering of heads of state and national representatives ever convened to that time in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, in 1992. Representatives of 178 nations plus the Vatican agreed to this action plan. Although it is, as Wikipedia states, a non-binding voluntary agreement, Agenda 21 is binding on you. It has been written into the laws of your countries, including China and all Western and Middle Eastern nations, through a collaboration of governments, corporations, and organizations and foundations. It's a global plan, but it's not an international plan. International means between nations, but this plan erases nations. It's global. It's a global plan that's implemented locally, so it has a different name everywhere, but it's the same plan. Every aspect of your life is affected, so it's in your school curricula, in your planning and building department, in your court system, in your healthcare system, everywhere, but it's never called 
Agenda 21. You'll see it as regional plans called Plan Bay Area, or Four States, One Vision, or Mexico 2030, or Hanoi 2030, or Horizon 2050 in Canada, for example. They're all the same plan. They elevate major economic power centers to a supra-governmental status, outside of and above the traditional representative government model. These are the mega-regions. They drive the economy and overpower the nation-state. They combine parts of cities, states, and even combined nations, destroying boundaries and ignoring the legal jurisdictions by creating new economic princedoms, new fiefdoms, not governments, but governance. Governance is a system made up of public sector agencies, nonprofits, biz orgs, advocacy groups, foundations, and corporations. You don't vote for any of this. The larger the entity, the less power you have. You get taken out of the picture. This is a new global state in which you are a global citizen. The new state is the means by which you must serve others for the common good defined by the state. It's supposedly from the bottom up, something you want, but it's really an end run around your sovereignty, eroded piece by piece. So what is the Agenda 21 plan? When it's shown to the public, it's primarily a land use plan. The rallying cry for sustainable development is that we're killing the planet with our CO2 emissions. So the plan is designed to corral populations into what the UN calls islands of human habitation. Of course, once you're in that concentrated island of human habitation, formerly called a city, you're more easily managed controlled, and surveilled. A city like the one that Sidewalk Labs, a subsidiary of Google's parent company, Alphabet, had planned for an area of Toronto. That city was to have had sensors embedded everywhere, literally, and residents would have services restricted unless they exposed every aspect of their lives digitally. If, as a resident, you refused to have your data linked to your identity, you would have less rights than others. This is the smart city. A city where I believe virtual and augmented reality will replace real life and actually be more appealing. Ultimately, people may spend their entire lives living virtually, and those lives will be short. What's the justification for this dystopia? The story is that your greenhouse gas emissions will be reduced by consolidating populations into dense city centers where energy and water usage can be limited. This gets you out of the rural areas where you can do what you want, raise livestock, grow food with water from your well, drive your farm truck, and own a firearm. In order to implement Agenda 21, your country, state, county, parish, canton, city is imposing this land use plan locally because where you live has a lot to do with how you live and what your life will be. Your old life has to be transformed. Code for destroyed, and rebuilt, the new normal. This includes both what they call quote-unquote the built environment and the way that you use that physical space. Your beliefs and expectations have to be transformed and rebuilt as well. Your energy use, water use, food consumption, social structure, work, health, and life expectancy views all must be transformed. Much of this is determined in that regional plan. How do they destroy your rights? You don't vote for it. You pay for it. Federal and state grants pay for consultants who basically contract 
to push this through the community. When the few concerned citizens show up to the visioning meetings in charrettes, as they call them, to object, the consultants are there to block opposition and indoctrinate the public. The consultants are trained change agents and organizational managers who are there to give the impression that they've listened to the public and that the public approves the plan. But it's all an act. I think you'll agree that this is a big deal, a tough sell, and a huge management problem even with deception and the collusion of the corporate media. It's a partnership. It's not easy to destroy nearly 500 years of the nation-state, so it has to be done incrementally, using all of the power and influence of government, corporations, and organizations, including all tech, entertainment, media, and education. It's a mega-corporate plan. A joint partnership, a public-private partnership between government, the world's largest corporations, banking conglomerates, the big money foundations, like the Ford and Rockefeller foundations, and groups like the World Wildlife Fund and the National Religious Partnership for the Environment. It's a closed circle that only includes you when you agree with their plan. That's what is meant by getting the approval of the community. The community is anyone who agrees with the plan. Dissent is not permitted. These major foundations give grants to thousands of startup organizations, train and fund spin-off groups like benevolent nonprofits and neighborhood associations, and generally act as the bureaucracy for the new system. This project is the ultimate enemy of the individual. So, to make Agenda 21 happen requires the full integration of systems in order to control them centrally. The standardization of all systems in which the new currency is information and energy. In order to have centralized control, full globalization, it's necessary to standardize all law, all education, all culture, all finance, in order to merge, must be standardized. This was impossible until the advent of the computer age. Now, it's inevitable. This is why every schoolchild is given a computer, and the internet is now in tiny villages in every nation. Your educational system is used to manipulate you into thinking of yourself as a global citizen. A global citizen is not a citizen at all and has no rights. Under UN Agenda 21 slash Sustainable Development, what is termed a right is really a privilege which can be taken away or granted at any time. And conversely, of course, punishment imposed without redress. This explains how the UN can call universal internet connectivity a human right. During COVID, UNICEF, the UN Children's Educational Fund, created a project called Giga. The goal is to get every school in the world to do online classes. The term for this is direct instruction. Nothing comes between the child and the computer. It makes standardized indoctrination easy. You all know that as a startup, Google was funded by the intelligence community in order to spy on people who searched specific topics on the internet and identify them. Basically, to turn the tables on you and expose you to surveillance. Now, billions of people carry a surveillance device at all times. When you hear the term smart, whether it's a smartphone, smart car, smart home, or whatever, this is an acronym. S-M-A-R-T. Sustainability Monitoring Assessing Rating Tracking. GIGA, the Children's Universal Connectivity Project, has digitalized more in 10 weeks of COVID than in the last 10 years. For this, they need 5G. And for that, 
they need decentralized energy production. This enables digitalized experimentation and spying on large populations without their consent or knowledge, a sort of digital colonization. Mega corporations are searching for people who add value, who are innovators. Corporations want to own innovation. Not everyone has value in this system. Most do not. Most likely, you are worth less than your student loans. Your value, your social credit score, is based on whether you produce more than you consume, and whether you serve or obstruct the state. Government has overcome our constitutional rights by merging with private corporations who can operate without restraint, in secret, punishing, purging, and disappearing dissidents, as Facebook and Google and Twitter and Amazon have done virtually. This is globalization. Globalization erases boundaries going from the city all the way up to the nation. It is the end of representative government. Now you may think that government is an obstacle, a danger, and doesn't represent you anyway, so who cares? I do know who I'm speaking to here, and I agree. But at least in the United States, government was originally conceived as representative. You, a busy farmer or merchant, elected a representative who agreed to give up a few years of their life to handling that stuff so you didn't have to. These positions were never intended to be lifelong gigs. Now people like Pelosi and McConnell are in government for 50 years. Why? Because they keep getting voted in. The money that elects them keeps them there. And the top power has no party. What do globalist controllers want? Agenda 21 is designed for management efficiency. Mega corporations want to have harmonized, integrated laws and regulations, and as few as possible, so that they don't have to change their business or retool to sell in different markets. They want no borders and open markets. They want to kill competition and engineer demand. They want to deal with as few decision makers as possible, ideally just one. They want to merge with government. They want workers suited for the work needed, easily discarded. They want to own innovation, so they want a direct connection with universities. They want to control all resources, human and natural. Humans are a resource, or more likely, a hindrance. Mega corporations need full control and total information. This is the digital revolution. It's the fourth industrial revolution, the Great Reset. The previous three industrial revolutions mainly focused on energy and hardware, whether it was steam or gas or electronics. These new energies radically reconstructed society from the family to work to cities to government. The fourth industrial revolution the digital revolution, the explosion of technology moving faster than the speed of ethics and oversight, eclipses the previous three. From artificial intelligence, with the potential to change the nature of the human being, to robotics used for policing, to smart buildings and sensors that monitor us continuously, this revolution enables an uncertain future. The fourth industrial revolution, in the context of the first three, represents a phenomenal acceleration in terms of time and the ability to control the masses. Transform and disrupt. Build back better. You can't rebuild it unless you break it first.
They call it the new social contract that you didn't agree to. The Great Reset concept that you won't own anything and you will rent anything you need needs to be looked at through the lens of private property. You are your most important private property. To lose ownership of your freedom of speech, of movement, basically of free will, means you lose what is most important to you. Reducing your expectations for a full life and forcing you into a new era of austerity, of scarcity, isn't easy. The loss of freedom in the most vital of ways, the independence and privacy of the body and mind, demands what they call the new normal. You don't come to that place without major crisis. The self-styled globalist controllers, who intend to direct the future, considered what kind of a crisis would be necessary to make one world governance, globalization, a reality that expands beyond just the corporations into our homes and our bodies. The way I look at it is that global crisis requires a global response and that justifies global governance. Really, it takes a major crisis, a global crisis, to break the identification with your nation and culture. Something like climate change, creating an existential terror that we are destroying the planet, and our entire way of life is a threat to its continued existence. It's not science. This is the green mask. Behind that mask of environmental concern is the lust for global, centralized, totalitarian control. The climate change threat is a stage, a phase designed to prepare us for more restrictions and limitations. Now, we're experiencing a more pervasive and restrictive threat, the big gun, the new existential threat is COVID-19. In fact, the World Wildlife Fund says that COVID is, quote, nature's response to man's abuse of the environment, unquote. Invisible, colorless, odorless, scarcely detectable, COVID is the new mask for the new normal. 9-11 was the justification for the security state. COVID enables the surveillance state. COVID justifies global enforcement. Truly tailor-made for the New World Order, COVID has ushered in house arrests, purges of truth-tellers, self-censoring, economic collapse, the full empowerment of the megacorporations, and the lineup of willing dictators from Macron in France to Ardern in New Zealand to Trudeau in Canada, to Harris in the U.S., to Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, Garcetti, Lightfoot, and dozens of others across the world. In the competition for rule of the mega-regions, the willing collaborators are stepping up, locally as well, of course. This is really what the last four years have been about. Separate the wheat from the chaff, the loyal from the dissidents. That's how it's done. Mao Zedong did this in China with his Let a Hundred Flowers Bloom campaign. He encouraged his loyal followers to critique his programs so that he could make them better. But really, he did it to identify and purge critics. And he did. What I'm talking about is power. Those with power want to keep it. Those without it want it. There have always been people who wanted to control the world. What has changed is that the capability for control has expanded in velocity and scope in a way that has never before been possible. And now, as I conclude, I'd like to encourage you to be brave and to find the joy in simply being alive. Ask yourself what you value. Recognize that you yourself are part of the reason that we are in this situation. Have you preferred convenience to liberty? The free world requires liberty with responsibility, and that takes work. The work we do 
can be full of pitfalls, full of controlled opposition, which appears to be the answer, but instead is a greenwashed, candy-coated, twisted circle of propaganda back to the green mask. Stop. Think. Never go along to get along. Know that there will be no Switzerland in this new world, no place to hide, so the time to resist is now. Refuse to collaborate. Don't carry a smartphone. Don't volunteer to give your biometrics or DNA. Don't cooperate. Opt out while you can. Prepare to work to stay free. Above all, my friends, remember who you are. Laugh, dance, and love. Join us in creating the Greater Reset. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Friday, June 11, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.